<laughs> All right. Hey, hello, everybody. Welcome to the PNG podcast. It's been a, it's an exciting week, and as you can see, we have a full house, a full house of awesome people and guests. All here have one thing in common. We like video games, and we love to talk about Earthbound. Now, before we start, I'm going to do a little promo. You know, I usually read the same promo every week, so I'm going to try that out. Um, do you like podcasts? Would you like to see podcasts just like this one? Well, now you can. All you have to do is type in the web browser, dayspace.com. There you'll find many amazing casts by wonderful people. Just be sure to tell them PNG sent you, and you will get a polite good for you. Also, feel free to download the podcasts off iTunes so you can take PNG on the go. Dayspace, real podcasts live here. All right, so now we can commence with the show. So, we have a special guest on tonight. Um, can to introduce yourself, Evan? Oh, oh, I'm actually the special guest? Oh, cool. Uh, hey, uh, what's up, internet people? People listening to their computers at home because life is scary and sometimes we all just want to curl up in a basement and people are hard to deal with. So I'm here to talk to you today about Mother to Earth. It's a fantastic new documentary about sort of the ser the genesis of the entire Earthbound series. We're going to go super in-depth into the first game of the series, Earthbound Beginnings, which a lot of people might know as Mother 1. And, you know, we've tracked down as much as we could find about this game. We even found, like, the original, we found some former Nintendo employees, the original localizer of the game itself, Phil Sandhop. He is, he's fantastic. He's this, like, Yoda-like figure who, like, showed up out of the mist, and he's just, like, filled with all this crazy information about, like, you know, Nintendo in the 90s, stuff that has just never been published before. And so we're actually on Kickstarter right now. We're about, we're, we have a goal of $35,000. There's only about eight days left to go. We're currently at about $17,000. I think we can do it. I'm super excited. I'm super pumped, and it's going to happen, and I love it. So I guess I'm an Earthbound expert, question mark, question mark. So I'm super excited to be uh, here on the show today. Thank you, PNG. You're a great guy. Thank you for answering my tweets when I was screaming at you. And uh, thank you for putting, <laughs> putting up with my new nickname for you, which is JPEG. That's fine. <laughs> so that was you. I thought it was just some troll. <laughs> <laughs> now that's me. That's me. Okay, no, all right. So no, you, some you guy like, messages me, and his name is like, what was it, Dead Mongoose or something like that? No, no, it's... Oh, God, you're going to make me tell my personal Twitter. No, no, it's, okay. <laughs> it was some animal of some sort. And I'm just like, who the hell is this guy? Uh, he just, he calls me JPEG, and my first reaction is to call him, well, GIF, like animated GIF. And he responds with, I hate you. I'm like, whoa, dude, take it easy, man. <laughs> like, it's a joke. And he's like... I think it was like something like uh, you big like I I was like okay this guy has to be a troll. I look at his like Twitter feed and it's all like Mother to Earth stuff. So I'm like you know I'm actually interviewing the guy who's making that like it's yeah cool. He's like I am that guy. <laughs> He's like I know I know I I'm gonna talk to you later today. Thanks. Bye. <laughs> I'm like ah oh, trolled me really bad. <laughs> so we have two familiar faces in the crowd: Moose and Dragon Dude. Care to introduce yourselves or tell us about yourselves or anything? You can go first. All right. So modest. <laughs> Katie here, Moose and Spiel. I'm back for the fifth week in a row. And uh, check out my YouTube channel. I need I need views for good reasons. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Dragon Dude. 
Okay, well, my name's John. I have the YouTube channel Dragon Dude 2525 Got hundreds of videos up there. Go check them out. I post four a week if I'm good about it. And, uh, yep, all video game, comic book, movie-related nonsense. There's something out there for everyone. You know, out of all the people I know, John has, like, the biggest video game collection of all, all the people I know personally, I'd say. Like, he has everything on that shelf behind him, almost. We also have a special guest. Uh, he's actually my old co-host from back when I used to do radio. Josh. Welcome, Josh. Hey, how's it going? Um, so yeah, as just mentioned, uh, we used to do radio. He was the host of an internet music radio station um, that we did local Toronto musicians and abroad musicians from abroad. So we had people from the U.S. and uh, overseas. Um, we interviewed, which was pretty sweet. So I'm coming here as an old favorite for Joe. Uh, no, I'm here because I'm um, also a gamer, but. Um, yeah, I guess I'll leave it at that. I'm also a gamer, <laughs> as far as I'll go. That's good. One of the reasons I called you on here, Josh, is because you played Undertale, and you've played it quite a lot, actually. You seem to, like, help me out at a couple of, a couple of rough points in the game where I was just like, I have no idea what I'm doing. Ah, uh, yes. And I've been trying to get you on this channel for a long a long while now, so it's about it's finally it's finally glad to have you on the show. Uh, we it's also a got time. a couple of new faces. First up, we got... Who wants to go first? Who hasn't been? Who wants to go first? Uh, I'll go. All right. Don't go all at once. <laughs> all right. Uh, I'm Jay from uh, Random Nerd World. I created a social network site for gamers. That's awesome. It's actually kind of exciting. Uh, I went there and it's just like it's all just game content. Just you know, it's uh, what would you say? It's uh, still in like alpha, right, or open beta, or whatever. How would you yeah. describe it? I mean, it's uh, more like open beta now. Uh, everything seems to work except for certain YouTube links, which the module has to be updated because of uh, YouTube up, uh, upgraded their API to use keys now. So now i got to program that in there. Let's see. I think at least two of us in this podcast, or two or three of us actually in this podcast, have an account on there already. So I think Moose has one. Yes, he does. Yeah, awesome. Okay. Last but not least, come on, man, introduce yourself. Hi, uh, I'm Ed. I like Earthbound, and that's why I'm here. <laughs> oh, no, Ed, why are you here? Oh gosh. I might add that Ed and Evan know each other. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We uh, we go back long times. For no good reason, we just sort of talk, started talking, and there was a yeah. point when we were both like developing our own like fan games and sort of like competing, and then we just like started doing like you like YouTube videos and just I don't know that was like ten thousand years ago before like the fall of man, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a mess. It's a messy history, but it's it's a great one. <laughs> I wouldn't have it any other way. Yeah, have it your way. <laughs> it would appear that I Evan knows you. everybody. <laughs> you know, I, I tried to get everything. somebody on my podcast this week. His name is uh, Geek Guru, and apparently he interviewed Evan last week, so it would be like if he, he would interview him twice almost. So I was like, okay, maybe, maybe it's not best to interview the same person twice in two weeks in a row, and I've done that before, actually, when I was with radio. I've actually interviewed the same person twice, 
And the second time I had nothing to ask because, well, nothing new happened, which was kind yeah, of... Wasn't that, wasn't that the one where you interviewed the singer, like, maybe eight hours later? Yes, that was the one. <laughs> that was awkward. And that was recorded, like, with, with camera, too. That wasn't... That was uncomfortable. We'll, we'll post that in committing evidence later on. <laughs> it, it's, the, it's the most painful thing he'll ever see, just for the record. So, basically, let's talk about Earthbound. Let's talk about her experiences with the game. Evan, you should go first. <laughs> Earthbound is a horrible game. I don't understand how or why anyone would ever play it. It's just, it's, it's dated, it's filled with old pop culture references, it's the music's super grimy, and it's just like, ugh, it's like 8-bit trash music with, like, vaguely 16-bit graphics, and I'm just like, what is this? And the story's, like, goes all over the place, and and you fight, like, a space baby or something, and something, something, video games. There That's you have my it. Uh, professional review of Earthbound. <laughs> <laughs> No, okay, okay, okay. Like on a completely quote-unquote professional uh, stance, I, I I do really like Earthbound. It's a lot of fun. The first time I played it, it was legitimately magical. But now that I play it every single time, I know what's going on. It's no, you know, I don't laugh at the jokes anymore. It's it's more like I want everyone to play it just one time and experience how awesome and crazy and just funny and cool it is. And then you know, just sort of have those personal memories. It's it's not a game to be played every week or something. It's not. Super. It's not the best in gameplay wise, but it's there's something charming to it. There's something special to it. Moose. Anybody else? It's kind of a history of RPGs because it was always the the Dragon Quest and Final Fantasy games, and then all of a sudden come across come across Earthbound. Friend had a Super Nintendo and he actually had the game. Not many people bought it when it first came out. So. We were playing it, and I'm like, what is going on? The music's really weird. You know, it's not this orchestral thing that you're really used to. Uh, there's there's, uh, there's no random encounters where you can actually see the enemies on the map. So it was very different from what we could normally play. And the fact that there was humor in it, it seemed like it was almost made for the West as opposed to this anime-type thing that was going on. So that really makes you look at it in a different perspective and... Uh, even to this day, I've, I've played it a few times. And God knows you can't afford the cart now. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. You know, I never, own, I never owned Earthbound. I've always wanted to. I've always wanted to play it. I've only played closer to the beginning. And I know most of the references. I've seen people play it, and it's just... I want to experience the whole game for myself. And not with, like, an emulator. Just play the, play the damn game, right? The thing is... You can get it on the Wii U, right? On the Virtual Console. You can get it on the 3DS, but only the new 3DS. I have the regular 3DS XL, so I'm like, again, I get shafted from Earthbound. And then it was on the Wii. I only got the Wii like recently, so I was just like, okay, maybe I can get Earthbound now when I get the chance. But I might as well hold out and just get a Wii U and get it on the more recent thing. So out of like all history, it's just like. It's always been hard for me to access Earthbound unless I use the emulator. And the thing is, a cartridge of Earthbound goes for like a lot now. So mm-hmm. I think I might just settle and get a repro because it's on my alley. Like no, no, you're such a bad person. Why would no. you get a repro? No, don't do that. What is wrong with you? 
It'd be pretty hard to get a repo from Mother 2 or the Earthbound here because it has that copy protection on the actual cartridge. Ooh. Yeah, that's why you get the uh, the quote-unquote Earthbound uncut reproduction, which is like three edits to it. But you can buy it at like every single video game convention ever. Yeah, it's, it it's goes for like 60 bucks. Just cart. Yeah, you know, cost them like three cents to make it. They just burnt it over some Madden 95 cart. <laughs> totally not illegal. Totally not. It's super cool there, guys. <laughs> or I might just wait and just buy the real thing and just... Yeah, that's what's going to happen. If my YouTube channel ever succeeds and <laughs> I, I'm just going to be like... That's finally, my right paycheck there. from YouTube. Yeah. What am I spending on? Earthbound, all of it. <laughs> it's what it's all been leading up to. Uh, well, the sweet, sweet internet money. Thanks, internet. My name is Markiplier. Oh, oh, scary things. <laughs> Sorry. Must be nice, right, or Markiplier? No, just go on. Ed, why don't you talk about your experience? Well, so. Plain and simple, I would not be the same person I am without this game. Um, people I've met, connections I've made, it's just my whole life has been influenced by this game in a lot of different ways, and it's just really cool. Um, I have a quick story about it. Uh, I, I didn't get into the game when it first came out. I had a buddy who would rent it all the time, and he would oh, tell dear. me... Yeah, I know. Yeah. And he would tell me all the time, Oh, and you gotta play this game. You gotta play this game. It's got ghosts. There's this tunnel, and you go in the gun, and, and they chase you out. And I'm like, oh, okay, cool. That sounds like a cool game, Mikey. And um, eventually, I did try it out, and just fell in love with with it. And the rest is is history, you know. Dragon dude. Well, my uh, history with the game isn't uh, as interesting as everybody else's. Pretty much never got a chance to play it when it came out. Uh, never was too sort of after the game really wanting to play it or anything like that. But as the years go on, I've definitely been drawn closer and closer to tracking down this game uh, finally being able to play the physical copy of it because in my experience, I haven't really cared much for either emulating games or <laughs> or doing uh, uh, repro carts at all. I know that for many people, those are the only options. And for me, honestly, that should be the only option as well. But I'm still holding out for that day when I finally track down a copy of Earthbound. But... For the meantime, I'm just uh, trying to get back into possibly playing uh, Earthbound Be uh, Beginnings on the uh, Wii U. But every time I turn on my Wii U, I end up playing Splatoon or something else. <laughs> so, um, I need to I need to try harder and focus on on playing Earthbound Beginnings. You know what you need? I'll tell you what you need. You need an Earthbound buddy. That's what you need. You need you need your buddy to be there and be like, let's play Earthbound, and you two can just like. Play it, and it's actually enjoyable. I, I feel like Earthbound is one of those games that it gets better when you have more people with you. It's you know it's just more fun that way. So, my experience. 
Yeah, like I, I play how much you forget in the game after you go so long and playing it because there's just so many different things you find out. Mm-hmm. Such as uh, there's a whole scene in it where there's a grain of sand or something. Oh, yeah. You guys know the what I'm talking about? Yeah, the sesame the seeds. Yeah. So there's 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 just always hidden Easter eggs that you just find out find every time you play it, and you just and you forget so many things, especially if you play a bunch of games. <laughs> and you can use two controllers. I mean, it's not like it. You're, you'll be tearing at each other. Oh, I got to go this way. I want to go that way. But I mean, you technically can use two controllers. So get a buddy. Ed's right. I'll think about it. So Josh. Have you had any experiences with Earthbound at all? Um, well, I guess I'd have to say most like like most people here, I never experienced it when I when it first came out when I was a kid. Uh, my first experience with Earth Earthbound was actually in Smash Bros. for sixty four, um, with with Ness, and I hated that character so <laughs> much. He was so OP, so unbalanced. I, I couldn't stand him, so I read up. I tried to figure out anything I could find about this character. And I'm like, okay, I'm gonna play this game, see what this is all about. Fast forward like ten years later, I still hadn't played, hadn't played Earthbound. Um, Smash Bros. Melee came out, and then I had again hated Ant Ness because he was so overpowered and just incredibly frustrating to play against. So, yeah, and I went through his Smash Bros. profile and then I figured out the game, what game it was from. Like, okay, you know what? I'm actually going to give this guy a chance. I'm going to see how he actually, how his game actually is and see if he actually is a cool character and not just some overpowered jerk from uh, a universal fighting game. So I played Earthbound, and this was years after it came out. I guess maybe like 10, 12 years after it had come out. And that game, it's it's seriously a mind trip. Um, when I first played, I had absolutely no idea what I was doing or what was going on. I didn't, I didn't read read any of the text to get context for it. Um, but it that that game, it's it's one of those rare rare occurrences of a game where it's just so unique and uh, the the writing's so unique, the gameplay style is unique, just the entire setting, um, the composition of all the levels. Uh, it's it really was one of those games for me that really helped inc- increase my appreciation for RPGs. I mean, I had Pokemon over the years and whatnot, but um, just something like that. It's it was really a unique experience. So I mean, that's basically my first experience with um, Earthbound. Well, you you definitely had a lot to say. I mean, kind of like the same thing. I mean, my first experience with Earthbound was in fact. In- Smash Bros. as the secret unlockable character, like the last one you unlock. And and I was always curious about what game he was from, and then eventually I found my way looking into Earthbound and playing the game, even just the beginning of it, and then watching videos about it. But it was exciting. I mean, um, Jay, did you talk at all about your experiences? Uh, uh, Yeah. Um. There's a kid on the bus when I was growing up, kept talking about it before it even came out, and he kept going on and on about it, and then he finally get it, and then I borrowed it from him and never gave it back. <laughs> <laughs> and then he forgot about it, I borrowed it, bought another copy, and then I borrowed that too. So at some point, I had two copies of that. So you were back? That was you. <laughs> yeah, a, I mean, my game bad. wasn't cheap back then. It was like 90 bucks, and no way I could afford that. 
I let him have it for six months. He didn't like it. He actually chucked it across his room, and I was like, I'll take them. I'll borrow it. I just never gave it back because he's just throwing his games around. <laughs> so you really you saved that game. Yeah. I did. I saved both copies, but... So you're the hero here, in my opinion. Yeah, I would say so. Uh, I gave one copy to my friend Larry, which he got his ass whooped over it because he wouldn't listen <laughs> to his mom because he was playing it too much. And we was uh, at the scene where at the cop station when we were fighting the cops, and we was at the sergeant, and uh, his mom's like, we got to go somewhere. He's like, no, not right now. We're almost there, and it's our second time around. And his mom came out of fly swatter and his ass <laughs> Jeez. Sounds like Pokey's mom. <laughs> His dad running upstairs giving him a coke whap. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? Um, I was playing that actually earlier this week, that part, and I was just like, did he just... No, he didn't. No, I was just like so hysterical about that. Like the... But the Pokey's dad, man, like, ugh. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Is so cool. where the kid gets beat up by his father? Yeah. 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 I think I heard something about like the the sound file uh, for that having been changed between the Japanese version and the North American one. So then it sounds like he's just uh, screaming at him, but it still sounds like he's getting beat or something. Yeah. Yeah. The in the Japanese version, it's much more you know a whap kind of sound, from what I remember. <clears throat> I mean, he so. gave him like two whaps, so I'm guess one for each. <laughs> You know, fun little fact. I think one of the levels in Earthbound, I can't remember which one, there's like some hippie battle theme or something like that, and it's basically Chuck Berry's Johnny Be Good, but like a 16-bit version. Yeah, there's yeah. Still a lot of that, actually. Um, in, in Mother 3 as well, there's like a, a, you fight a bat, and it's like the Batman. There's actually a lot of musical references throughout Earthbound. Um, uh, even Beatles references and stuff. Uh, the glory days before copyright. <laughs> Very true. I mean, uh, it's just Earthbound is like that game, right? It's like that one amazing game that most game collectors, when starting out their collections, they strive to get. And then once they get Earthbound, they have to get the other Earthbounds, like the Mother and the Mother Tree, and like all the variations, and like it's that game and it's one of those games that's a goal for my collection is just to get a copy of the real deal earthbound but in all honesty i just want to play it that's that's just me but let's talk about undertale have any of you guys played undertale oh you know i have yeah i'm i'm friends with toby yeah you know what you've told me well what must that be like (laughs) I don't know. He's a dude. <laughs> dude. He's a guy. He does guy stuff. That's awesome. Hangs out. <laughs> huh? Yeah, okay. How long have you known Toby? Um, Since, well, you know, I've known him online since forever. I don't know. Probably like 10 or so years. Maybe a little bit more online. And then in person, the first time I met him in person was probably 2009? Yeah, probably 2009. So I see him every once in a while. And what, what was your reaction like when the first time he mentioned, oh, I'm going to be making this game. It's called Undertale. It's going to be like so-and-so. I said, like, I said, I said do it. <laughs> I was just like, just do it. And then uh, he, he had his Kickstarter, and his Kickstarter got 55K, 
And, like, I saw him pretty much directly after his Kickstarter went live. And I think I just sort of, like, shook him a little bit. And I was like, Toby, did you, did you seriously just make that much money? And he goes, yes. <laughs> and I, I don't remember until it's just like, so it's just, like, in your bank account just sitting there? And it's like, yeah. And I'm just like, okay. So it, it was pretty crazy when... When just the Kickstarter went down, I haven't I haven't seen him in person since it launched, which was a while which was a while ago, last September. So I don't know what he's up to. Well, I hit him up every once in a while, ask him how he's doing, ask him what he, where he's at. Whoa! So. Oh, hey Maria, how are you doing? Oh, okay, sorry about that. Oh, wow. My car went out. <laughs> so we have a really hardcore Undertale fan right here, actually. Speak of the devil. Yeah, we're, we're just <laughs> we were literally just talking about Undertale and uh, Toby Fox and big Undertale fan comes in. How are you doing, Maria? Glad to have you on the show. I, th- I think we're quiet. Maria's kill. <laughs> Hello. Can you guys hear me? Now we can hear. Yes. yes. Okay. Cool. Welcome on the show. Hey. <laughs> so we've already talked about Earthbound. We've already talked about the documentary, and now we're talking about Undertale. Yes. We just talked about Toby Fox um, and when he started making the game and receiving the initial funding. Now, let's talk about our experiences with the game. Um, who wants to go first? I mean, just talk about their overall thoughts of the game and their initial reactions when playing the game. How about you, Josh? Or me? Yeah. Okay. Um, so for this game, I actually bought it because of two Let's Plays I saw. Um, I think I'm now I'm one of those people now that won't really buy anything unless I see someone else play it first. Um, but I got I got it through with two Let's Plays, um, and I started playing it, and I don't know. Like I at first I wasn't too into the 16-bit art direction, but I think for me, it, it grew on me over time. I think it suits that uh, the overall tone of the game just because of like the sense of humor that it goes in, like the references it makes, um, how every time you save, it says like you've, you're filled with determination regardless of what you're doing. Um, the humor in it is just fantastic, and the soundtrack on its own is enough, I think, to warrant a playthrough of the game, um, I think I, you know, I think he did the soundtrack on his own. I've I read somewhere. I'm not too sure. You can confirm that. Um, but yeah, like it, my first experience of the game, um, I went through the genocide run. Um, <laughs> because that's how you play RPGs, guys. Come on, you know you all do it. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That's how you do it. You genocide the first time. Um, second playthrough, I tried doing the. Uh, the pacifist, and it doesn't work for me. Uh, I think, Joe, you did that pacifist one during one of your live streams. Actually, um, it was the first, it was like the first live stream I actually did on my channel was Undertale, because I've already beat it the first time, so I was going to try a pacifist run, and I just failed miserably. Like, it was... Exactly. You, you have to kill everything. That's the whole, that's how you do it. <laughs> it's the most fun way of doing things. <laughs> exactly. You just kill everything. It works. It works in every yeah. game. Trust. Pro tip. Is it significantly harder to play the game without killing them? Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because you have to figure it out, basically. Like, each enemy in the game kind of has that weakness, 
So, for example, uh, Josh, can you think of one off the mm -hmm. top of your head? Um, yeah, so say for the dogs, um, they play a few dogs throughout the game, and you have to figure out each... For each time you play a dog, some of them will respond to petting, or some of them will respond to like um, playing fetch or something like that. Um, so you have to figure out what way you can passively attack them so that they don't actually kill you. Um, and while you're doing that, you have to avoid their attack. So it's not like your typical RPG where, like, say it's turn-based. Well, it's turn-based, but it's not typical in the sense where you press a button and your character attacks, and when they just attack you and you just get hit, or it's based on a random counter or proc damage. Um, here, it, you actually have a chance to physically avoid each attack. So you have, so say they'll shoot bullets at you or something, a, a wall of bullets, so you can dodge that. Um, so if you, if you get really good at doing that, then you can you know, do the pacifist route pretty easily, but it's also randomized. So um, it gets difficult, it gets more difficult um, with each character as the long-winded explanation. Yeah, that's, that's, that's pretty much spot on. But it's like every enemy is completely different from each yeah. other. Like everybody has their own thing. And I think that's kind of what makes the pacifist run hard, is it's it's kind of full of surprises. But I think that's what I love about Undertale, is there's always something new to try it out. And there's always something hidden that, that there is to be found. Um, Evan, you've played it, right? Me? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I played it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I played, okay, it, I played it, and then I created this alternate reality game where I actually went out into some uh, caves down in Florida and buried a whole bunch of spaghetti and a knife. And then some kid found out about it and drove 11, 11 hours to go dig it up. <laughs> wow. I don't even know what to say to that. Like, You've you know, never played Undertale, that's why. Yeah, you know, like, without... <laughs> References that just sounds like the most. <laughs> That's how you fill people with determination. Yeah, no, it was it That's was a reference super... to Papyrus, right? Like, because he always like, yeah. like no, it's actually like I came up with this entire alternate reality game. It took place after Undertale because I'm a huge weeb and video games, and so like and yeah, no, we made this entire like text based adventure. We made we made two separate games within the ARG. There was a text based adventure which was Sans Room Simulator, which was you were Sans and you were trapped in a room and like you could just walk out of the room and it would end the game. But there was like 120 points of interactability, and like you could rack up all the points, and if you got all the points, you got you got the latitude. And so, and then there was another game where you could go and, oh, it was it was a platformer. It was called Papyrus's Big Christmas Adventure. It's really big on YouTube. <laughs> yeah, there's like, there's like millions of views of videos of Papyrus's Big Christmas Adventure. It's super fun. Go find, download it. That was made by my friend Quincy. He worked with me on this. And so, and you beat that one and you got the longitude. And so when you had the latitude and the longitude, it pointed to the caves so you could go and dig it up. That's awesome. I have, to, I have to look up. I have to look that up. I mean, that sounds like really funny. So. Yeah, there's nobody knows about that. I just did it for fun. I, I did it on like a tiny forum. Like three people got into it. One guy just got like super deep into it. It was pretty. It was crazy. It was a good time. I learned a lot. Not just about myself though. <laughs> uh, Jay, have you played it? Yeah, I played it to a point where it kept crashing when I went on a date with Papyrus, and. uh... At first, it was kind of a confusing way to actually do. I was like, it's taking too long to be passive here. I'm going to start killing. And then I killed uh, 
Torelli or whatever, the goat mom, and I felt so bad about it afterwards. Like, <laughs> I almost had to reset to do it again, so I didn't do it. <laughs> she made you, know, you do it, though. I heard this thing about Undertale is if you reset the game, like, sometimes the enemies will remember, like, hey, I know what you did. Like, if you start a new game afterwards, they'll be like, don't think we forgot about that time you killed the person in the previous game, you know? Yeah, um, it messes with like. Took me out. <laughs> yeah, it messes with like the hash values in the game itself, in like your your computer, and so it saves stuff in hash values, I believe. Yeah, I can't remember which boss it was. I think it may have been Flowey, where he just crashes the game. It's like, oh, send error report. Don't send. The game is crashed, and I'm just like, oh great. Oh, uh, dude! Spoiler alerts. Come on. Sorry, man. sorry. No more spoilers. I'm done. Oh G- no! You spoiled a game that came out like a year ago. Life is pain. Hey man, some people get really up in arms about this. Sorry guys, year, year, they're year old content. <laughs> I can't believe Snape killed Dumbledore. Oh my god, dude! <laughs> come on, come on. Did you guys? That was, that was only ten years ago. Oh jeez. It's gonna bring I can't your believe heart. that horse dies. <laughs> it's, it's, it's gonna break your heart, guys, but Darth Vader is Luke's father. Joe, oh my Shut god. your mouth! Oh my god. You've no! it for countless generations, man. Come on. <laughs> you, you killed Christmas. Okay. Maria, I know you're a big fan of Undertale. I see a lot of, like, oh, yeah. flowing fan art. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, well, like... Um, actually, me and a bunch of my friends do a bunch of fan art on different video games. It's kind of like a thing that we like to do, and we also create fan fictions. And uh, pretty much what it is is we make like our own alternate stories based off the game. Pretty much okay. what, uh, yeah. <laughs> and then you go into the caves and bury spaghetti, right? <laughs> <laughs> so what what sparked you to get into Undertale, Maria? Um, actually, my friends, um, actually, a lot of the games I play, my friends tell me about, like, I pretty much go off what, like, my friends tell me about, and they were talking to me about it, and I actually, it sounded pretty cool, so I gave it a try, and I kind of got into it, so, that's... <laughs> that's cool. What do, you, what do you like? I was gonna ask her what she liked most about it. <laughs> what, yeah, uh, mainly the music. Like? The music I really liked. The music was really cool in the game. True. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, as far as Undertale is concerned, it has probably one of the best soundtracks I've ever heard in a video game. It's like, it's so good. And I, I don't even know. It's just like, the feeling you get when you listen to the Undertale soundtrack is it's just, it's just like, it's such, so good. And I remember, like, I was in the car with Josh once, we were driving around, and we had just regular tunes on, pop, you know, we had some rock happening, and then, like, an Undertale song came up, and we're just, I was just like... Yeah, it was like the, it was the opening song to Undertale, like, the theme song that came right after Slipknot or something like that. So it was the perfect little, like, counterbalance of the evening. Yeah, I was just like, oh my god, Undertale! And then we just, like, listened to the Undertale soundtrack. It just completely changed. (laughs) Yeah, when I was that first was... playing, when I was first playing through Genocide, um, when you came to the part where you had to fight Sands, uh, that music like it, like almost kind of like pumped me up a little bit for it. Like it was something about music and video games. It kind of gets you pumped up for the game, kind of like. Well, that is an awesome song. Spoilers. 
<laughs> Sans's boss? What? What? <laughs> Get video games? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, did we all say what we wanted to say about Undertale? Is there anything yeah. that we're missing out here? It looks like everybody's pretty much satisfied. John? Well, being the only person here who hasn't played the game, and... No, you're in good company. The only, the only experience I've, I've had with it has been uh, sort of secondhand. I still sort of question whether or not I actually want to play the game. Uh, knowing <laughs> now a bunch of stuff that, that does happen in the game and uh, certain theories about what the characters might be, like how... Uh, have any of you seen the uh, Game Theorist uh, oh, yes. about oh, Sam? Yeah. 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 And I'm like... Spoiler I don't know, warning, you guys. Spoiler warning. Kind of Peaks my interest. everywhere. But I don't know if I should get into it anytime soon. Oh, okay. I thought you were gonna like, say something really pivotal, like. Very mean. I won't say anything. No, no. I meant pivotal as in like some scary, like spoiler that you shouldn't be saying. That's what I meant. <laughs> I will not spoil anything. I will not spoil anything because who knows? There, there are people out there who are very serious about their, their, uh, their spoilers. They don't want to know anything about anything before going into it. And for me, honestly, I could care less. Oh, snap. I think um, you could even probably play. I think Steam had a demo a while back on Undertale. Um, so it might come around again, so maybe people to pick, just try it out there. Is Undertale available on Mac computers? It is. Yeah. Okay, then you're good, John. You can play it. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think it, it only costs like ten bucks, but who knows? Maybe it'll be in a humble bundle sometime soon. Hmm. It's it's still worth it. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's still worth it to me. I mean, it's it's so good. And there's a lot of like replay value, like to see what you can do differently the second time. But let's talk about games we're currently playing. I mean, aside from Earthbound and Undertale, I'm sure we're playing different games. I mean, we are oh, yeah. we're gamers. We we do enjoy this hobby. So, who wants to go first? I'll go. Um, okay. Go go ahead. I just play lots of Hearthstone. <laughs> <That's Ooh. it. laughs> hey, hey, play nice. I just I emo- <laughs> I just emotionally checked out of games when the Dreamcast came out. I just <laughs> How about you just go play uh, more Dreamcast games? <laughs> I love the Dreamcast. <laughs> well, it's one of the best consoles ever, and I got a decent collection going on for that. One of the things that I really like about the Dreamcast that nobody ever seems to address is all the cool sort of not custom but very limited edition, uh, I guess, variations or special edition Dreamcasts. Like, there was this, like... There's so many. There's, like, two or three different types of just strictly metal... Uh, no, uh, strictly Resident Evil Dreamcasts. There's even a Hello Kitty one. Yeah. Like, I, th- oh I think God. there's even... I think there's even... There's Sega Sports. Yeah. And a Sonic one. I'm, I'm looking this up to see if it's real, because I think I read something about it once. Yeah, the the, uh, the wood grain. Wood grain. Oh, oh wow. <laughs> <laughs> Classic that's, 80s style. That's, that's, some, that's some high art right there. Oh, gosh. It makes me feel... Now, this, feel, this feel, fills me with determination. 
<laughs> wow. That's oh my, my that's my comedic drum roll. Oh no. Beautiful. Just bad. Um, I'm currently playing through a lot of Dark Souls, Demon Souls, whatever, just anything. I recently beat Dark Souls 3. Um, I was way too excited about Dark Souls 3, and I imported the, the Japanese copy so I could play it <laughs> a couple weeks early. Um, but right now I'm actually doing my first playthrough of Demon's Souls, and I'm about three-fourths done with it, and it's been a lot of fun. Not punishing at all? <laughs> uh, I, I have learned to accept death as an inevitability in those games, so I don't really get mad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, oh, I died. I don't know. Jared, what are you playing? I recently got a new uh, new 3DS, and uh, which is the uh, Hyrule Gold Edition. Oh yeah, it's hey. very beautiful. It's very beautiful. I like it. Uh, I also got uh, Hyrule Warrior Legends with it. Uh, and I've been playing Pokemon Yellow on it. Ooh, yeah. How is Hyrule Warriors? So good. So good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah like, I couldn't put it down for like two weeks. <laughs> I was really? just like playing that. Yeah. It was addicting, you know? Oh, yeah. I most Zelda games is like... Zelda games are great, right? Don't get me wrong. But sometimes they're... They demand a lot of thought. You're just like, oh, what do I do? Where do I go next? Uh, how do right. I solve puzzles puzzle? to it. Yeah, you're like kill, kill everything. And when you're on the subway, you're just like, oh, how do I do that? I right. definitely check out a walkthrough, but no, no, I don't want to be uh, doing that. So I'm on the subway. All I'm doing is mashing buttons and just killing waves and waves of enemies, and that's kind of like a fun <laughs> feeling when I play Hyrule Warriors. Yeah, I mean, Link Between Worlds was awesome. I was hot oh, on yeah. that one. Oh, yeah. It's definitely a manual type game where you're going to need a strategy guide or a phone. Because it will be frustrating. Awkward silence. Um. Sorry. Oh, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. It completely cut out right as you started talking. Like, what just happened? (laughs) I was just like, well. Let's see. Uh, recently, I started playing more uh, Pokemon Alpha Sapphire again. Yes. Uh, just because I got a, a whole bunch of like, different codes for different Pokemon and a couple of trades, so I wanted to test them out. Uh, and I thought since I recently purchased Bravely Second and Lair that I should probably go back and finish Bravely Default uh, before I move on to the, to the sequel game. Uh, and... I pretty much got myself stuck in a situation in Bravely Default where I have to backtrack and uh, grind some more before I can proceed. But that's pretty much what I'm playing right now. And Heroes of the Storm. Nice. I tried playing Overwatch on on the uh, PS4, and in my opinion, it's completely unplayable compared to the PC version. Ooh. Yeah. Uh-oh. Yeah. That's brutal. Very strong opinion on that. Those are some strong opinions there, my friend. (laughs) Dragon, dude. 
I better not find any flame wars in the comments because he actually no, that might be good actually. Well, well, you know what? There's a couple of other games on the on the PS4 that are pretty much either the exact same game or very similar to Overwatch, depending on who you ask. But there's uh, what's that one game like Battle Battleborn or something? Battleborn. And then there's there's another game coming out called Paragon that's coming yeah. out. Oh, there, there's this other game that's a lot like it, too. What's it called? Oh, yeah, Team Fortress, Team Fortress 2. 2. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah when, I, when I tried out the Overwatch beta, I was like, oh, this is Team Fortress 2. I mean, if you, want, you can always go back and play Team Fortress 2 again. Like, I mean, it is free, but... Yeah. <laughs> but, you, but you'll never be happy. <laughs> I mean, you can only play the heavy so many times. <laughs> Hey Josh, what are you playing? Um, well, I guess right now, as you guys know, my infinite bloodlusting. Um, I've been playing Metal Gear Rising Revengeance. Um, it's one of those platinum games, so it's mindless basic controls, but it's just unbelievably satisfying to go around slicing up everything in this his Zen Dotsu or his super fast cutting mode. Um, that's what I've been doing with most of my time. Other than that, I've been doing some uh, Rocket League online and getting completely destroyed by people who are unnecessarily talented at that game. <laughs> like, you should not be able to do backflips. Do you no, get it? on that game. Get, get, the thing is, like, I played it at my cousin's house and I just suck at that game, like, really bad. So I'm like... There is maybe like 1% who is good at it, man. Get it, get it. You right. get it, we'll, we'll, we'll play online, we'll conquer people. We'll conquer people? Yes, we'll conquer the matches. And, and you'll give them a bad day? A bad fur day? Yeah. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Evan hates me. I, I always hate you, Ed. <laughs> I always. The hatred, the hatred train never gets off. Maria. Yeah. What have you been playing? Um, I've been playing a lot of Mortal Kombat X, uh, The Division, and I've been playing a lot of uh, The Evil Within. Uh, the Evil Within is awesome. I love The Evil Within so much. <laughs> <laughs> I think I've like replayed it like over and over like twice, like like over like three times now, probably. I've never played it. What's it about? It's uh, chaos. <laughs> chaos. <laughs> so it's the Joker oh, incarnate. Chaos. Yeah, it's like, it's... like, what's the scariest game you've ever played? Hearthstone. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Rocket League. Okay. <laughs> because with Hearthstone, I just keep putting in hours and nothing ever happens. Because people spend money on that game and win by spending money. Get out of my head. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. No, I've actually heard really good things about Evil Within, though. Oh my gosh, it's amazing. If you're a really big horror game, like horror gamer like I am, you'd really like it. It's it's really creepy. Like it gets me on the edge of my seat. Like yeah. when I first played it, it like it really freaked me out. I would say if you like uh, the Resident Evil series, it, it basically sort of feels like um, each sort of chapter or whatever. I don't forget how it's divided up, but it's basically like. 
it starts off with the very survival horror, and then it starts ramping up more and more towards the, you know, you're sort of getting more control over your surroundings, and you mm-hmm. get guns and stuff. So it's a very natural progression, and it feels very, very good. I think it's really well-paced. You know what? I think I have seen gameplay for it. It looks really good. Maybe I'll play it eventually. Mm-hmm. I actually have some videos I recorded of myself playing it. You know what? I saw one. I think that's where I saw it, actually. <laughs> This rear video. <laughs> yeah. That's where I saw the gameplay. <laughs> I have it. I just never opened it yet. It's been sitting there for quite a while. That's well, a rainy day. Modern gaming is like there's so many games available to us that they just pile up. Hundreds of games. They just they just pile up, and you never get to play them all. <laughs> and they just sit there collecting dust. And I'm not here half the time because I'm busy editing videos. I'm working. Okay. And I'd, like so I'd rather be playing my hook for NES. Nobody wants that. Nobody wants that. Wait, which game? What? Hook. Oh, oh Joe. <laughs> okay. okay. So I'm, told, I'm reading up on this Evil Within, and yes. like the first thing I've read says... The game's main antagonist, um, the Keeper, a large humanoid with a safe as a head who oh wields a large God. meat tenderizer. Like, what is that? <laughs> what, do you, what even is that? He, he, okay, so let me tell you a story about this guy. He hates you so much. So basically, he can, if he dies, he can jump into another body, another safe. Yeah. Okay. There's the, the point in the game when like, you're like, you lock yourself in a vault or something. You're like, ha I can't get to me. He... He hates you so much. He wants to kill you so much that he breaks his own neck so he can spawn into the room yeah. with you. That's some dedication That gave right me there. some nightmares, let me tell you what. <laughs> but, like, okay. he, he can't even see you. Like, he has a safe for a head. How does... I don't even know. There's no, like... He can oh, smell I, your fear. I have to play this now just because... Always have Josh oh, in the podcast oh. to point out the... The logic and stuff, you know? No I just want to know how that... I just want to see how that works. A terrifying thing. thing. It's creepy pyramid as heck. Head. Oh, oh, he's like thing for Pyramid Head. He's not off the hook just because he's Pyramid Head. <laughs> and then there's a part with this gigantic mutated dog that, like, attacks your face and tries to rip you to shreds. That's absolutely terrifying. My God. Sounds like or something. Yeah, it, it, it's it, it's made by the same guy from what I remember. It feels very much like Resident Evil. Yeah. Okay. It's really twisted, though. It's twisted. You, you guys have inspired me. Inspired you to do what? I'm, I'm now I'm going to watch a four and a half hour long speed run of it so I can become one with the idea of it. <laughs> <laughs> Makes <Excited>. sense. Nightmares. <laughs> Everything's. I don't get it. Everyone's just tr- jumping through walls, and it's all terrifying. Oh, God. <laughs> They're doing wrong warps with an ocarina. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, PNG, uh, what are you playing? Yeah. Oh, you asked me now? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Alien poor. Isolation. Oh, I've been playing a lot of Alien Isolation lately. Um... And that game frustrates me. Like, I love Alien Isolation. Like, it's, it's such a good game. And I think like, IGN gave it some really awful review, like 4 to yeah. 10 or something like that. <laughs> Never tried it. Using IGN, come on, man. Okay, yeah, no, I remember really, really, you guys? Did Sega not give you a big enough paycheck? Is that what happened? <laughs> <laughs> 4 to 10? 
And the, the negatives were the game is too hard and the game is too long, you know. And too I'm much just like, and I'm just like, really? Yeah. <laughs> that was your negative. But like, if anything, like it's such a good game and it's like so immersive and it feels like I'm an alien. It's just the alien is just such a jerk. He, he, <laughs> I'm gonna spoil the game where they give you a flamethrower, which you can use to like fend off the alien. And like, I use the flamethrower, the alien gets all panicky and runs away. Hides an event. Not even two seconds later, he spawns like right behind me and kills me. And I'm just like, "Where did you come from? I saw you run way over there." Like <laughs> two seconds ago. Yeah. No physics involved. Yeah, you know, I just, I just yeah. so angry because like it's such a cheap shot. And like while you're saving your game, there's like these little emergency stations. You put your card in, you save your game. While you're putting your card in, the alien could kill you while you're saving your game. <laughs> That's messed up. And I'm just like, hey, oh. <laughs> I think you I got that one for me for Christmas, didn't you? I did. I was like, have fun, Josh. <laughs> I think that's, game, the, that's the kind of horror game where it gets to a point where it's not even scary. You're just angry. You keep dying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, one of those I games. stopped being scared of it, to be honest. Yeah, you just keep dying. It is, it is pretty scary. <laughs> it, it is pretty scary game. Uh, also, game makes you feel alienated. Uh, Actually, I, yeah. got that. <laughs> I got that joke. Wow. You guys want to know what the what the scariest kind of uh, survival horror game is. What? What? Where you have no weapons whatsoever. Oh, God. I'm out. Yeah. I this tried playing... Just so you guys are aware, if you've never been on a PNG podcast before, that is the inside joke of our channel. It's Billy the Wizard on the Wii. It's mentioned... Yeah, I mean, it's been but, mentioned on every episode of ours since the beginning. Because do I need to this now? Yeah, because of me. Because of me. And every single person who's on this podcast must eventually get a copy of Billy the Wizard. It's only because like, of this podcast, at least four or five people have gotten it. Thanks to John. <laughs> oh my god. That's the real, that's um, the real horror. Here, here is a decent recommendation for people who, who want to play a survival horror game that's very unnerving um, and where basically you can't attack anything back. It's the Jew on the Grudge a Haunted House Simulator. Oh god, no. Oh, oh yeah. Yes. No. Play it. No. Play it. I'm out. I Wait, I is on a Grudge. And is I'm just like, Really? They named the game that? That's yeah. Isn't that oh. game like incredibly rare for the Wii? It I is. Played that. It's pretty yeah. Like oh. I said, John has everything, man. Everything. I, I literally just got this last week for four dollars. What? Wow. Um, this guy is a monster. I tell you, he finds them. It's terrifying though, because the entire game, it's like not only do you have the spirit of of the girl, whatever her name is, who's going to catch you if you either slow down or go too fast. Uh, if your uh, flashlight in the game uh, runs out of batteries, then immediately you get attacked by a whole bunch of ghosts and game over. So you have to um, you have to be... Um, I actually played that game before because one of my friends got it, and when I played it I got caught in a corner, like I was at a dead end. And I'm like, oh crap! I have to turn around. Well, when I turned around, she was right there in my face, and I literally fell backwards and about died. God. I'm just so imagining Keanu Reeves sitting oh there. Oh my god! There's some spooky stuff. If we go too fast or too slow, <laughs> oh my god! Too fast. 
The garage girl's gonna get us. You joke. Yeah. But if they made a virtual reality version of this game, like everybody oh, no. would immediately like shit their pants. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's based on a film series, I believe. Yeah. From Japan. Uh, Japanese horror. Japanese horror is just like, uh. I mean, they're terrifying. It's, it's either terrifying or just really bizarre, and you're like, what the heck am I watching? Yeah, this? like Suicide Circle or Suicide Club, depending on what version you get. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Or the Ring series of films. Oh, God. Are, aren't they making, like, aren't they making the ring versus the grudge pretty soon or something? That would be amazing. I Dude, want to see one, I like... I think they're making that. Battle that Royale type If thing. they do, that'd be amazing. If they made a Battle Royale of, of like, uh, Japanese horror movie monster spirit things, I'd want to watch that. I'd want to actually <laughs> pay all the money in the world to watch that. <laughs> Most See, insane which, thing which ever put to film. Wins. <laughs> Let's see. I've also been playing on the 3DS Hyrule Warriors and Pokemon Yellow, but I've recently got the Humble Bundle, and I managed to get this game called Citizen of Earth. Citizens of Earth, I think. Uh, yeah, Citizens yeah, of yeah. Earth, I think it was called. And it's basically a lot like Earthbound, funny enough, except like it's like the same kind of humor same kind of like fighting mechanics and except it's like fully voiced and it's mm. really silly uh, it's basically you're the vice president of the earth and you have to get voters on your side and you play this kind of egotistical Zap Brannigan from Futurama style person <laughs> who's just like I am me, I am perfect I'm going to go about my day and see all the voters that love me so much Yeah. You literally walk outside there's one guy with a sign it says, no, your face, and it's like an X on it. And he's just like, boo, get out of here. He's like, look at all these people waiting to see me. I'm so loved. So he's <laughs> and then your mom comes out, and she's like fighting your battles for you. Oh, and <laughs> you, you as this vice president don't fight. You get your voters to fight for you. So like, it's I'm a true the- ruler. So it's basically like my mom and my brother, and the one... Sp- scary hobo guy I recruited fighting protesters. And I'm just like laughing really hard because this is what I'm doing with my time. Like, And it's fully voiced. And I, I just love it. And it's, That's and how I, the I, ships I, form. I could have swore that the voice actor for the mom sounds exactly like the voice actor for Chi-Chi in Dragon Ball Z. Like, it, I think it may even be the same voice actor. <laughs> and I was just like, I know that voice. It sounds just yeah. like her. I wonder if it's her. Oh, yeah. But, like, it's it's good. Like, I got it for, like, a buck last week. And yeah. Well, I played... Did you also get Retro City Rampage 2? Oh, yes. <laughs> I love that game. Yeah, I, I, played the, I played the demo of Citizens of Earth way back in the day. I used to I used to talk to the creator guy, Ryan something. He was pretty funny. But, yeah, no, that game actually tried to come out on Kickstarter when it was being published, and it, and it did not do well on Kickstarter. And Atlas had to pick it up so that it was eventually released... And, like, a lot of people gave it a whole bunch of crap because it was, you know, it was an homage to Earthbound. And a lot of hardcore Earthbound fans were like, Ring! It's not real! Or, like, <laughs> no, like, like flipped out. And like, a very large par- portion of the Earthbound community is very hostile to, like, new and scary things, which is yeah. 
I guess part of the problem. And then they're all like, Mother 4 is the perfect... Mother 4 is a fan game, by the way. And they're like, Mother 4 is the real, you know, sequel to Mother 3 and Earthbound fandom. Who knows? (laughs) (laughs) Why why is it an issue? I mean, wouldn't you want more games like Earthbound? Because Earthbound was so special. Because because Earthbound was perfect and pure, and anything that tries to copy it is a gross and abomination. And nerds nerds should do as much as they slacktivistically can to just ruin it. <laughs> like I'm I'm not even joking. Like this yeah. is this is real. Like like no. It was, yeah, I remember it was actually, when it was being kickstarted, and people were like, oh. Yeah, no, and I, I feel bad for Ryan because he like put his freaking heart and soul into that game. He loved it. It's it's a great game, honestly. It is. It, it actually is. And I was like, wow, they put a lot of effort into this. Like when I played it, but I had no idea it had so much hate. Like, oh yeah, I had no idea. That's, That's what happens when you deal with fan bases, though. Yeah, it, true. It, Anything Kray will have a huge hatred in some part way. Yeah. Yeah, no, they actually failed their Kickstarter. Which is, which is the same fate that I will face soon enough. But, uh... <laughs> you gotta hope for it. Just hope. Uh, make sure to give me a dollar, guys. Oh, yeah. Give him a dollar so he can make the most amazing documentaries. Just do just it. Give, give me a dollar so I can just get, like, up my backer counter a little bit. Come on, guys. Please. Please. There will be a Kickstarter link in the description below. Just I need I need one dollar. <laughs> Can you spare? Come on, I, give me give me a buck. I need a buck. No. All I need. I swear I will go through the backer list after this, and if all y'all ain't on there, I will be, I will be upset, and I will tell PNG to bug you. Dollar. <laughs> and if PNG's name isn't on the backer list. Not joking. Well, you know, I'm, I'm pretty, I'm pretty <laughs> good at. No big deal. <laughs> I'm pretty, I'm, uh, let's just say I'm pretty good at uh, Photoshop, and you've got all these <laughs> pictures of you. It would be a shame if. Uh... Yo, yo, Joe, just stand, uh, stand like this for a second. Just do that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Don't worry, man. Nothing bad will happen. I got your back. Now, can you no, just? I'll, like, I'll open, send the link. Op- open your mouth and just okay. No, no. no. <laughs> So, did you guys hear about uh, Pokemon news today? Yeah, the first trailer. I didn't get to look into it, though. Yeah. What exactly did this show? Uh, the new starters and a little bit of the sort of world. And the starters look terrible, in my opinion. <laughs> Except for the... Yeah, fire. I saw them. The fire one looked pretty good. Yeah. The fire one looked awesome. One cool. the, the, the grass one looked awesome. And then, like... The water water like that, like, it, it looks like that, that creature in a horror movie sitting in the corner when they're going to the lab and it's like, kill me! Kill me! I want to die! That's basically what the what this water one looks like. It looks awful. Like, it really, really looks awful. Cause I oh, always pick the water one when I play. So. We'll, we'll see what its uh, evolution looks like. Maybe it's amazing. Could be. <laughs> but at least... The the world looks a lot better in this game now. It's definitely a lot more 3D uh, than uh, X and Y and uh, Alpha, Sapphire, and Omega Ruby. Uh, it looks like the characters are even... Like, the character that you play as is supposed to be a little bit older than any of the other games, but 
you know, they haven't really said much at this point. Nope, just showed you a few things and gave you a release date. That's about it. November 18. I'm still holding out for that Pokemon MMORPG. That would be amazing. Well, there's Pokemon Go. <laughs> but I want... Are they I want to play that, actually. That's the close. That's the close. That's, that's too real life. I want something that I don't have to experience the real world in. Wow. <laughs> you know what? I'm just waiting for the moment where I'm in like a meeting in the office and my watch vibrates or my phone vibrates and it's just like, oh, crap, there's a Porygon next to my computer. I have to catch it. I have you to know, throw your phone at your boss. You know, I heard that they're gonna uh, they're gonna place Mew in a very uh, a very hard spot to get. Uh, they're gonna place Mew in Chernobyl. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Oh man. Well, I would say more is he's from South America, so just put him down in there in the in the rainforest or whatever. <laughs> yeah, put put a um, Mew in Guyana. <laughs> Apparently, you know, going to be in North Korea. <laughs> quality, quality, quality game design, guys. Quality, quality. You know, as I hear these Pokemon are region specific, how are you going to get the fire Pokemon? You have Being to go to a Hawaii volcano. Oh, it's a hot day outside. Maybe fire Pokemon are out. <laughs> uh, you might be able to find some out in Nevada. Yeah. <laughs> Valley. <laughs> well, they'll figure it out, and uh, who knows? I've seen uh, things about uh, sort of 3D hologram technology and uh, being able to do stuff without uh, projectors and such, so who knows if maybe in another 10 or 20 years or so we have uh, virtual Pokemon running about... <laughs> Oh, That'd be, be so amazing. freaking cool. Yeah, I mean, he's that <laughs> AR technology that's uh, being developed nowadays. Like yeah, the they make... lens and whatnot. If they would make, like, actual affordable glasses that people could actually buy to do this. It wouldn't be too hard to do. Yeah. Well, you I know the whole... Like, like in development, so... I'm just imagining a bunch yeah. of people with, like, uh, brain implants or, like, uh, contact implants just swatting at invisible Pokemon. It's <laughs> just gonna look like everyone's a crackhead. No, just everybody would go walking around like they're Jordy LaForge. <laughs> <laughs> no, the Hololens is not too far off from now, and I'm just picturing that one guy on the subway who ends up getting the Hololens because you can't see what he's looking at with the glasses, right? <laughs> so he's just there on the subway, and he's just like this. Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> And you're just like, what are you looking at? There have actually been Halloween. I hope you're not watching pornography while you're looking at me. Like, the kicker is, the kicker is that he can see your face. He makes sure he can see your face. Oh God! <laughs> just on somebody else's body. That's the thing, right? You can see each other's holograms. <laughs> you can whatever you want on these lenses, but other people knowing, unless they took them off your face and put them on their own face. <laughs> and that's not going to happen because, like, you'd have to be really rude to just do that to a complete stranger. This is mine now. <laughs> yeah. Also, I think like the rate of muggings will go like way high once people start <laughs> buying those things. I guess it depends, though, um, on its availability. Like, I mean, if they price it in a range that most people can afford, it may not be too big of an issue. Um, 
Because, I mean, they started shipping these things as dev kits already. So, like, it could go down in price in, like, a few years. Who knows? And they are going to create laws, you know, like, oh, no hololensing in here. No hololensing in here. No hololensing on the subway. Well, they really don't hololens while you're driving, please. It's like there's uh, Google Glass where they got banned in movie theaters and around, and people mm-hmm. are getting dragged out of theaters with them on, saying they record movies and a bunch of crazy stuff that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But to be honest, I can, I can honestly see an, a practical application for HoloLens for, say, driving, because it's augmented reality. So you're just seeing projections into your current world. So, I mean, like, it's not really a different... It's not really projecting anything that you aren't already seeing. It's just, like, changing what you're actually seeing so it's on top of it. So, so I can see... Pros- in the air. <laughs> I'd, I'd really yeah. love to see what I'm on, what place I'm on. <laughs> yeah. It's the simple things in life like that. <laughs> the simple things, like a hollow. That would actually be... That would, that would be a great road rage reduction tool. <laughs> like you can just shoot, you know, the blue, the Ball blue shells at the, at the at the guy who's driving like a sausage in front of you. <laughs> just cut you yeah. off. Driving like a sausage. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sausage drivers. <laughs> and you can actually protect him. Be like, man, that guy's driving like a sausage, and now his car is a sausage. <laughs> <laughs> what has this podcast become? <laughs> the greatest society ever. <laughs> I don't know. I think I have like the least interesting uh, possible practical application for a hollow lens, and that's uh, for uh, business meetings and stuff where they have to show, uh, especially for for architects where they have to show their uh, uh, building models or whatever. Instead of doing that, having the holographic version of it there and. Uh, you get people wearing the lens and just looking at it and adjusting mm-hmm. stuff as you go. But again, that's very shame on you for bringing logic into this discussion. I, I can imagine. <laughs> you're right, John, really? because I think this thing is more or less being built for that kind of thing, like offices, buildings. Business. The thing is, if I have the Hololens on with the hologram, you won't be able to see it unless you're wearing a Hololens with a proper link to the other Hololens. Yeah. So not only will you have to buy one. You have to buy like several for all those people, and these things are not going to come cheap. So it's going to take forever for people to adapt yeah. to these. That's why I think unless it's more like, businesses, to be honest. Unless you're like a multi-billion-dollar corporation, you're not going to be buying hollow lenses. It's going to be a while. I can see before. them using it for like military uses and stuff too. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. That would be good. I just yeah. bought a thing cool, laser you know, tag. With Hololens, where you just yes. like, <laughs> point your finger like like this at. So Futurama. Cool. Futurama. Yeah, like Futurama, <laughs> where you're just like. Oh, Futurama. That would be amazing. I would have a lot of Bang bang. So let's say you do like a haunted house with your friends, but it makes your friends look like monsters. Oh my god, yes. Well, are you going to make everybody your life look like a monster and just walk around like that for the rest of your life because you hate yourself? You're implying I don't already <laughs> see everyone in my life as a monster. <laughs> oh, too meta. Evan Vision. Well, I understand what the technology of HoloLens is it can kind of like scan around like your room. So it could actually potentially randomly generate a monster in your house and play a horror game with it. <laughs> Just so the kids are really bored like, with your life. Just kind of like creeping around and 
opening all the doors and waiting for the monster to come get you. It's perfect room if you live alone. <laughs> <laughs> It sounds like a Japanese horror film right now. Like, it sounds like the beginnings of one. Actually, it reminded me a lot of They Live with Roddy. Yes. <laughs> yes. Just reenact that in your day-to-day life. Make everybody, <laughs> like, skeleton people. That already is my day-to-day life. <laughs> I'm just waiting for that movie to come out where it's like, this guy bought his HoloLens, but little does he know that the things he's seeing are not holograms, but real things that are happening to him. And it's just like people are like robbing him and like, say, oh, it's just a hologram. And it's just... That's going to be our movie, man. Rated <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> rated R. It has to be rated R. Yeah. Creepy living alone thing. Have you guys heard about those stories where like there'll be somebody living inside someone's house and they don't realize it for like many, many yeah. years? I've heard yeah, like, yeah. Costas, yeah. like the stories from, like, Mr. Nightmare and all those channels, like, they read them out loud. And, like, they're creepy. Oh, well, I'm just... Every single creepypasta ever. Yeah, um, yeah. Yes. Mm. Ugh. It, it would be so awful. <laughs> I don't think there's anyone hiding back there, so I think we're good. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, so what I see behind you? Splatterhouse? Huh? <laughs> I was like, were you looking under a copy of Splatterhouse there? No, I mean... You got that game? I do have that game. Well, Splatterhouse. Are you talking about this one? Oh, yeah, that one, too. There's tons of Splatterhouses out there. There's a band called Splatterhouse. Oh, yeah. I prefer this Splatterhouse, actually. Want to talk about graffiti? (laughs) It's a repro, but... Because you're a it's bad good. person. Very, very good. <laughs> Wait, what did you say? I said, because you're a bad person. That's why it's a repro. <laughs> no, I bought it because it only came out in Japan, and I wanted the English translation on the cartridge. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> Completely that innocent. Reason. <laughs> Definitely it's totally, innocent. It's totally the reason, 100%. I wanted to play Splatterhouse. You're such a bad kid. <laughs> I'm the worst. <laughs> so, hearkening back to Earthbound for a quick second, I want to uh, okay. shout out one of my friends. I showed you a little bit of this earlier, PNG, but I have a buddy who was working on an Earthbound EP, and it's basically like a musical guide for Earthbound, and it's really cool. You should check it out. Uh, go Eskimo. It's, Is that Skyla? It's Skyla, yeah. Yes, I love Skyla. It's awesome. Guy. It's like chiptune metal and earthbound and jokes and just hilarious. It's great. Sounds nice. So definitely check that out. Sounds pretty awesome. Yeah, it actually was really good. I mean, I was listening to it while I was working and I was just like, this is pretty good. Um, might want to check some of his other stuff. Yeah. Now, the show is kind of coming to an end now. And this is the time where we do our send-offs and shameless promotions and or shameful promotions, whatever you prefer. Um, who wants to go first? Let's start with Evan. Not me. No, not me. <laughs> no, I have to be the last one because the last one no, was people's head, heads. Okay, <laughs> we'll start with someone else then, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Jay, you. Uh, I started a social network site for gamers uh, at randomnerdware.com. You can go on there, you post blogs, get on the forums, chat rooms, uh, 
you have like a uh, I don't know, like a makeshift Craigslist where you don't have to deal with eBay or anything like that. You can sell your stuff at without having to worry about people taking fees from it. Uh, you can post some videos. Uh, right now, there's an error with the link system with the uh, with YouTube, but some videos do work. I post a lot of uh, re- you know retro game stuff, like commercials and whatnot, and some of my own stuff. Uh, there was a lot to it. I'm uh, still working on it. Still adding more content to it. Uh, just trying to get people on there to uh, start profiles and interacting with each other. Yeah, it's really good. I mean, I've been enjoying it for the most part. I mean, like, because I, I haven't really been on it too much just because I've been so busy, but, like, the times I was on it, I really liked it. And I, I definitely see a lot of potential with it because it's, especially if it's just game-related content or even just nerd culture, I think it could be something really cool to get the community together. It definitely has a lot of nerd culture to it because I also have videos, comic books, and stuff, you know, other stuff like that. John, it's your turn. Okay, well, uh, like I mentioned before, I have a YouTube channel. Uh, I think I have about 700 videos at this point. Uh, I have been running a contest for a couple of months now, trying to get up to 500 subscribers. Uh, I'll be giving away a copy of Majora's Mask on the N64 to one random person uh, of all the people who enter my contest. So just... Go check out my channel. Uh, find the uh, video for my contest, which should be linked in every single one of my videos. Uh, and enter if you haven't already entered, and you will have a chance to win a copy of Majora's Mask. And in case you guys are listening to the audio version of iTunes, it's like a special edition one with a shiny one, basically. Majora's Mask. Shiny Majora's Mask. Yeah, that's the one that he's holding up in his hand. <laughs> <laughs> Audio listeners can really see the visualize. <laughs> Close your uh, eyes. <laughs> words. Okay, Josh, is there anything you want to promote at all? I think you're probably the only one here who has absolutely nothing to promote yet. <laughs> um, but um, I just want to thank you for having me on for this show, Joe. Or sorry, yeah. PNG. It was pretty solid. Um, I'll try to come back next time you have a show going on. Yeah, man. Anytime. Yeah, but I'll keep you up to date on the project I'm working on. Oh, cool, man. Maria? Um, well, I have a YouTube channel. It's not really that big yet, but I'm trying to grow it. And um, I was actually going to try to start doing charity live streams and raise money for certain things like cancer awareness and stuff like that. That's and then good. I'm also going to start doing a... I'm going to make another YouTube channel that's all for just, like, uh, role-playing. Like, I do D&D role-playing. So I'm going to do, like, a whole video of, like, recording me and my friends playing that. And then we're also going to be doing cosplay and stuff like that, I go to different places for cosplaying. That's great. And um, can I follow you on Twitter? Is there, like, any other thing... Uh, yeah, yeah, Twitter. I have um, two Twitters, actually. I have um, SmileDog, which is basically just for, like, creepypasta-related stuff, anything creepy, kind of like. And then I have my Laura Enraged account, which is um, for just, like, pretty much anything, like, roleplay, cosplay, that kind of thing. And then I also have a Raiden account, which is for Mortal Kombat X, kind of, like, thing. And uh, I also will do roleplaying stuff on there, too, and then 
do videos and stuff. Awesome. And the dogs are barking. Okay. Uh, <laughs> um, well, I'm actually working on a video game. It's uh, sort of a throwback to Super Nintendo JRPGs. Um, <laughs> it's called uh, Robot Apocalypse Denial Squad. And uh, basically, uh, it's going to have a lot of humor, a lot of fun stuff. Uh, we got timed hits working in it, similar to games like Super Mario RPG. Uh, it's, it's a lot of fun. Really cool soundtrack done by uh, 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 Go Eskimo. So uh, I'm really proud of his contributions. It's really cool. Uh, but yeah, uh, if you want to check it out on Twitter or YouTube, just look up Rad's Game, R A D S Game. And uh, hope to hear from you guys. Cool. Now, uh, Evan, it's finally your turn. Hi, I'm Evan Butler, and I need your money. And you. <laughs> uh, more importantly, your money, though. And also, I don't know, all your social media feeds, credit card numbers, social security, and things like that to help me make my movie. Well, it's a movie with a lot of my friends, actually, and it's about, you know, Earthbound. It's also more also about the video game Black Market, which is actually a real thing. It's this crazy underworld, underground world where people buy and sell, like, you know, prototypes. And actually, I have something I want to show you guys. Hold on one second. Is that okay? Yeah. One yeah. Sec. Suspense is killing me. Suspense. Yep. Suspense. Question What's he going to show The suspenders. You got to see this. I'm back. He's back. I'm back. What's Look what got? I have. I have this. Oh, interesting. What does that say? Populous? This says Populous on it. And it says what is N- that? And it says NTSC on it. What you don't know is that this is actually a prototype version of the PAL region, uh, version of the game Populous that I managed to somehow get on the video game Black Market, which is still an actual real thing and a crazy story. And that actually plays a little bit into the movie. So there's actually 42 of those involved. So, it's a pretty crazy story, and I am super excited to tell it. You can find us on Kickstarter, Mother to Earth, and uh, that's the name of the movie, also MotherToEarth.com, and you can find us on Twitter at MotherToEarthMV. So, thanks, guys. It was super great. PNG, you're a great guy. (laughs) Thank you, thank you. I'm glad you can come on the show, and I'm glad we get so many people on. I think this is like a new record for Mm -hmm. the PNG podcast, so for just most people on at one time. And it was extraordinary. Uh, thank you guys all for coming on. Now, uh, if you want to watch PNG Podcast, you can do it on my channel. I'm sure you're already watching my channel if you're currently viewing this in your web browser. It's PNG underscore gamer, or just PNG, whatever you prefer to call me. Uh, you can find this podcast at dayspace.com under PNG Podcast. We have all the so- we have the, all the podcasts available on iTunes, so you can check them out there. There will be links to all these wonderful people's channels beneath the description. Uh, so you can find all that there. Follow them all on Twitter. Um, do all that. These people need your support. And remember, give Evan your money. He needs your money. He, he's right. Give me your soul. <laughs> okay, give her your soul and then give me <laughs> That laugh. That sealed the deal. And that's where we end our podcast.